This is the WHL This Week Radio Edition, presented by the Western Hockey League, the WHL Broadcast Partners, and Bauer Hockey. Here's your host, John Keane. And welcome to the show. Ahead, we'll be taking a look at what's transpired so far in the 2022 WHL Championship Series as the Edmonton Oil Kings and Seattle Thunderbirds head back to Edmonton for the remainder of the series. WHL Commissioner Ron Robinson weighs in on the playoffs and the two teams left standing for the Ed Chanel Cup. And the WHL's Rookie of the Year, Braden Yeager of the Moose Jaw Warriors, will join us after he claimed the Jim Piggott Memorial Trophy as the league's top rookie. First up. The WHL Championship for the Ed Chanel Cup is going back to Edmonton with the Oil Kings leading the series three games to one. Let's take you back now through the series of conference champions going back to game one. It was Seattle striking first. Here comes Seattle in transition. Right wing side walking in Schaefer. A shot save. Rebound. They score. Matthew Rempe with the icebreaker here in the WHL Championship Series. It's 1-0 Seattle. It was Andrew Peard on the call as Seattle would get a big insurance marker in the third. Back to the blue line, Tyrell Bauer winds and fires, tip, they score. Bauer let it go and Connor Roulette, the deflection in front, and the Thunderbirds have a 2-0 lead less than nine minutes into the third period. Seattle takes game one 2-1 at Rogers Place. Thunderbirds head coach Matt Odette postgame. Well, it wasn't the prettiest game, um, but at this time of year, uh, you'll take a win any way you can get it. Um, you know, I thought we were, I thought we had good stretches of the game, but at times we were a little bit erratic. Um, you know, maybe some nerves and whatnot, but, um, you know, our goaltender was good, and it's nice to get uh, the first win. Oil Kings would look to respond on home ice and would get some big star power ahead of game two, with Wayne Gretzky greeting the team ahead of the opening faceoff, with his TNT hockey counterpart Paul Bissonette handling the starting lineup duties inside the Oil Kings dressing room. Hey, man. Hey. How are you doing? Hey. I just wanted to come in and wish you guys all good luck. I want to tell you something really unique. Every NHL player always brags about winning the Memorial Cup. So it's a big thing. Good luck to you guys. And I, I know you've had a great year. I wish you the best. Have fun. And i got a special friend that's going to introduce your starting lineup for you guys. Oh. Absolutely, and I love that I got the beat. Starting on left wing, <laughs> Starting at center ice, Sorsi! On the right side, Coyote prospect, On the ice, Luke Prokop leading the way. His point shot redirected on the power play to put Edmonton up 4-2. Plays it back to the blue line, Prokop. Prokop, long range shot, he scores! This one was deflected, I do believe, by Justin Sordiff, but the Oil Kings on the power play answer right back and restore their two-goal lead. But the T-Birds, tenacious all playoffs, tie the game early in the third. Takes it right circle, but he couldn't settle it on the fresh ice. Puck stays in front, they tip it on goal, and Svekovsky scores. As no one could reel in that puck, and finally Svekovsky says enough's enough. 
He chips it up over the arm of Sebastian Kosa in two minutes and 50 seconds into this third period. Seattle's erased the two-goal deficit. Tied at four, mid-third period. Quick pass across right wing side, grabbed by Prokop, point shot, scores! <laughs> Prokop let it go again. And this time it's Brendan Cooney with the redirect and the Oil Kings back in front. Cooney's deflection, the game winner. Luke Prokop finishing the night with two goals and two assists. You don't want to go down to nothing going into Seattle. But, I mean, the mindset was just get bodies to the paint. You know, he's a smaller goaltender, and we're just trying to we're gonna try and make it hard for him to see the puck. And, uh, you know, that's what, that's what we said in the locker room before the game. And I think, again, we did that very successfully today. The two teams would jump on the plane headed for Kent Washington ahead of Game 3 with the series tied. Edmonton with a solid 4-0 win as the team's depth came through to lead the way. Head coach Brad Lauer following the Game 3 win. It's not all about goal scoring for us. I mean, it's, it's done by, by the committee. I mean, we've never relied on one or two guys to, to get the job done for us all year. And, um, you know, that, that's, uh, that's our identity. We, we look for contributions from, from all four lines. Seattle head coach Matt Odette looking to move on. We have to flush this game. The turnaround is less than 20 hours, um, so we have no time to feel sorry for ourselves. We've been a resilient team all year. It's another opportunity to show that again. You know, we were in a similar situation in the Camloops series. We lost game three at home and uh, responded in game four with a big effort. Oil Kings captain Jake Neighbors yet to score in the series, but is trying to lead the way physically. Yeah, I think that's playoff hockey. Um, you know, I think coming into this series, we knew Seattle was a physical team and had some bigger bodies that, you know, like to intimidate if you want to use that word or whatever. But, um, you know, it's part of my job as well to be physical and create momentum for my team. We go to Game 4 Wednesday night and a stunning ending. Game tied 2-2 into the final seconds of regulation. Popped up to the line, shot to the net, scored! Oh, my goodness! With 3.5 seconds to go, Edmonton takes a 3-2 lead. That was Tom Boyning on the call with a game winner coming off the stick of Logan Dowheniak. Honestly, just shot it. Didn't really put a, pick a spot or anything. Just put it on net and it, it went in. So, Oil Kings coach Brad Lauer. It wasn't our best performance by any means. We struggled through some of the execution part of the game, but that's hockey sometimes. That's the way things go, and I thought you know the biggest thing is that we stuck with it. Now, Seattle felt they deserved a better fate. Forward Lucas Siona. Got pucks in, we were physical, worked them down low, got shots on net, got to the net. Felt like we were a good team tonight, just heartbreaker. Head coach Matt Odette. You know, obviously it's a heartbreaker. You know, there's no other way to say it. I mean, it's a heartbreaking ending, and we have no time to dwell on it. We have to um, be able to group and get ready for the next game. Series now heading back to Edmonton for a Game 5 and also Game 6 and 7 if necessary. From the drop of the puck to the Ed Chenault Cup, this is the WHL This Week Radio Edition. WHL Commissioner Ron Robison was on hand as the 2022 WHL Championship Series dropped the puck. Robison says it's nice to be back in a full playoff to decide a winner. Well, it is very, uh, very exciting for everybody associated with the league to finally get to a position where we have a championship series and four rounds of playoffs, of course, and then ultimately the Memorial Cup. And, and it's been a very difficult period of time, three years since we've had an ability to have a championship itself and two disrupted seasons, of course, and uh, this year to have a full regular season. Full play, playoffs is exactly what we wanted to accomplish. As for the two teams battling for the Ed Chenoweth Cup? 
Well, a lot of unique things about this series. First time, of course, uh, the Seattle Thunderbirds have met the Edmonton Oil Kings in a WHL Championship Series. And then, of course, the fact that we haven't had interconference play for three seasons uh, is, uh, is unique unto itself. And, and then, of course, the, uh, the fact that these two teams, I think, have really demonstrated throughout the playoffs that uh, Seattle in particular are being, uh, I think, five elimination games that they've found a way to get through series. Uh, to the Oil Kings, have been pretty dominant on the other side. So as a result, uh, a real good matchup for a championship series. Many of these players, of course, have never experienced playoffs, let alone a championship series, and then ultimately a Memorial Cup. And, and uh, you can really sense their excitement. They're glad to be back. And you know, their families, I'm sure, who've had the opportunity to travel and see them play this year uh, are really enjoying this experience. And, uh, and then from a standpoint of just having the, the opportunity to be in this position to compete for a championship is a real special experience for everybody concerned. But the pandemic has impacted the 22-member clubs across the WHL. He's looking towards a strong rebound moving forward. I think it's going to certainly take two or three years to, to get back to levels that we're going to be uh, satisfied with. Uh, uh, you know, the, uh, the pandemic was very difficult. We had a shortened season, uh, the, uh, the last season, and, and of course, uh, no revenue. And so it's going to take teams uh, uh, some time to rebuild their fan base and reconnect. But uh, we're working extremely hard at that and uh, hopefully get off to a strong start uh, in the start of the next season. This is the WHL This Week, presented by Bauer Hockey. He is the Jim Piggott Memorial Trophy winner as the WHL Rookie of the Year after a 34-goal season in his 16-year-old year with the Moose Jaw Warriors. Braden Yeager joins us on the line from his home back in Saskatchewan. Braden, first of all, uh, congratulations on the award. Thanks for being our guest. And uh, how's the offseason been for you there so far? Good. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, it's been really good so far. You know, I've been working out for the past, I think, three, three and a half weeks here. So, uh, you know, it's been really good. It's a grind. The schedule was long this year. There was a, a pandemic break. Do you, do you allow yourself any time off before you get back at it here for your off-season training? Uh, it's a little bit different this summer, obviously, with uh, um, U18s and stuff like that. So I kind of took a couple of days off and decided to get right back at it just because I want to be, you know, at my best um, at those tournaments. So, uh, you know, it's uh, it's been good so far. and uh, You know, we're uh, we're working real hard. What a year you had uh, in Moose Jaw. You set a, a franchise record for rookie goals. You uh, took down Theron Fleury's old mark there in Moose Jaw. Uh, and, and really, uh, what, what a first year for you. But really, your 15-year-old experience inside the hub, how much did that pave the way for what you did this past season? Yeah, I think you know, getting your toes wet um, was uh, a huge confidence builder for myself. Obviously, you know, getting to play 24 games is, is quite a few games, so... Uh, for me, it was a, a huge confidence builder getting to know the guys and kind of the pace of the game was uh, a big part going into my uh, 16-year-old season here. So I think that was uh, a big part of uh, my success this past year. And, um, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to having another big season. First taste of WHL playoffs. You go in and you uh, knock off Saskatoon in that four-versus-five uh, matchup before running into a bit of a buzzsaw that is the, the Winnipeg Ice. But uh, take me through that first-round series victory against the Blades and how you guys got it done. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, you know, get to play against your hometown team uh, and your first uh, playoff experience, and you know, get to come play at home in front of your family and friends. So it was obviously pretty special. And um, you know, they're they're a really good team. You know, they had you know Meyer Net. Um, you know, he's he's a rock back there. So uh, he was he was solid. And you know, obviously they had some injury issues. You know, Robbins and Ryan Hart a little bit, but uh, they're they're a tough team. They they battled hard. But um, you know, I think with the tight group that we had, it was. Uh, 
we uh, did a really good job sticking up for each other and, um, you know, kind of just playing for each other. So I think that's kind of what carried us through uh, the first round. And obviously Winnipeg's such a such a special team. So, uh, you know, they got a lot of talent and uh, guys going high in the draft this year and stuff like that. So, um, you know, they were, they were a tough team, but, you know, we uh, we did our best and, you know, we were proud of our season. Braden, uh, in your acceptance speech for the Rookie of the Year Award, you were quick to acknowledge the other 16-year-olds around the league. It really was a special year, uh, and, and it seems like you guys know each other quite well, uh, sort of that draft class moving forward for next year here. So take me through why you sort of threw a shout-out to the rest of the guys. Well, yeah, I mean, you take a look at the uh, all the rookies this past year, and, you know, there's so many so many young uh, so many young guys that's had uh, you know, unbelievable seasons that are, you know, um, you know, 16 year olds, you know, there's, there's, you know, there's some stats out there that are, they're pretty, uh, pretty cool. So, I mean, you know, to be a part of that is, is pretty special. And, uh, you know, I think any one of us could have got that award, but, uh, you know, for me to get, it was uh, a big honor for sure. Braden, when you, uh, when you go through the process of being named the rookie of the year, it obviously was a, a virtual ceremony. So you were told in advance that you had won the award. How did you learn that you were going to be, uh, named the Jim Pickett Memorial trophy winner? Yeah, it was uh, it was on a weekend and uh, a couple of days before the uh, you know the whole ceremony thing. So uh, you know my GM Jason Ripplinger phoned me and said, "Yeah, my family was around." And I said, uh, "So I went and went and got them." And um, he said that uh, you know I got the honor of of winning that award. And you know we're kind of just full of excitement. Uh, not a whole lot of words to describe it, but uh, yeah, it was a pretty special moment to share with my family. Finally, you'll see some other action other than the Eastern Conference next season. Uh, the Moose Jaw Warriors uh, likely headed out to uh, the BC Division next year. And, you know, uh, it's it's the Western Hockey League. You'll get the full experience next season. Looking forward to that? Yeah, yeah, big time. I mean, you know, you get uh, this, these past two years, you know, you play the same teams every every uh, almost couple weeks. So, um, you know, it was it was a grind, but, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be really exciting playing new teams. And obviously you guys got buddies out in the West and, and stuff like that. So it'll, it'll be exciting, uh, you know, to get that, that full experience and, uh, you know, the traveling and that kind of stuff. So I think it'll be really exciting for our group. Yeah. It's going to be great for the fans to see some of these uh, names out East that, uh, we haven't seen so far, uh, around the league and, yeah. and, and vice versa here as well. Uh, Braden, I know it can't be all hockey for you here. It's the summertime. What else are you into this time of year? Uh, I'm into golf quite a bit, actually. I've you know played a few rounds, but um, you know trying to trying to also rest a little bit. You know, it's obviously like you said, it's it's a long season, so you gotta gotta take the time to rest. And you know, um, obviously with the workouts, it's it's pretty busy. But you know, I like to take a little bit of time and kind of just lay back and relax. All right, yeah, well, you have a busy summer ahead here with Hockey Canada as well, as you mentioned, U18s and uh, everything that goes with that. And uh, then it's back at it in the fall of in Moose Jaw for your draft season here as well. So, Braden, uh, congratulations on that award as the WHL Rookie of the Year, and thanks for being our guest on WHL this week. Yeah, thanks, John. I appreciate it. Hey, that's the show. Big thanks to Braden Yeager for joining us. All eyes on Edmonton and Seattle as the WHL Championship Series continues. We'll be back one more time next week to wrap up the season and crown a WHL champion. I'm John Keane. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation of the Western Hockey League in cooperation with the WHL broadcast partners and Bauer Hockey.